I cut them because a lot of them, which we'll get into, but a lot of them come in with sentimental and emotional attachment. Uh, people send me their boots to make. And sometimes it will be like a deceased grandfather or father or grandmother, aunt, you name it, best friend. And so I have this precious thing of theirs that has stories and life all wrapped in, up into it. And um, sometimes they'll write me a letter telling me about their loved one. And it's this really fun way of me connecting to people. Sylvia and me. Hi, I'm Sylvia Beckerman. Join me today as I talk to an extraordinary woman who is changing the world by making a difference in her life and the lives of those around her. My name is Nikki Edmondson and my business is called Canty Boots. We make original, handmade, redesigned, short cowgirl boots. Every pair is unique and not duplicated. Um, I live in Southwest Montana and welcome to Sylvia and me. Nikki. This is great. I am so pleased to have you here. Um, Canty Boots, uh, I've taken a look at your boots and they are unique. They, they truly are. Um, and you're in Butte, Montana. Um, uh, Harrison. Harrison, okay. Yeah. I've been to Montana once, but um, I'm not very good with geography. That's so, okay. Tell us how how did you uh, how did you even decide to start a business like this, which is unique in itself? Sure. Um, so I am from Butte, actually. Originally, I'm from Butte, which is I knew not. We had something to do with it. Yes. Yes. It's not uh, agricultural. It's you know it's city, if you will, for Montana. And um, I started dating my current husband and he's a cowboy rancher and he gifted me cowboy boots, you know, 15 years ago. And um, they were new to me, I was obsessed. I really started shopping around for vintage boots and uh, familiarizing myself with brands. And I found a pair of eel skin, uh, tall cowboy boots that were rubbing my calves. And if you learn about leathers, when you're working with leathers and boots, um, you'll learn quickly which ones do not stretch. They'll just tear or crack. And eel is one of those. So I really had no option except to give them away, sell them or cut them. And I cut them and roll them. And uh, people, when I wore them into town, everyone gave me compliments. And I just figured, why not, you know, why not start selling them? So that's how we started. Okay. But you only had one pair of boots at that time. They were yours. So yeah. uh, you said you started, you, know, you figured, why not? Let's start selling them. But you can't just go into a business and go, okay, I have one pair. How did you even um, decide on, did you do a second pair and sell them? Did you do a dozen pair? How, what was your thought? So I... I was actually, it's kind of funny looking back. I was kind of insecure about it. I to, to like locals, like I didn't really tell anybody what I was doing or what I was brewing, but I got on Etsy and I opened a little shop and I made like three or four pairs and they were, I want to say $115 or something. Um, you know, I probably paid 60 and was just trying to come close to doubling my money. And I would put time and, and, you know, different materials into each pair. 
And, um, I sold a pair. One of the first sales that I had was to Australia. And I thought that was so, so weird. I was like, I am already sending something across the world. So, uh, I got really excited. I started picking, trying to find more boots and different sizes. And, um, I, I didn't have a name for them. I, I didn't, I hadn't named my Etsy store and I went to my husband and I was like, I have to come up with a name for my business. And um, he said, look up the word canty. And it's an adjective that means lively, upbeat, and in good spirit. Oh, wonderful. Perfect. Perfect. So once I named them, and then uh, I believe an influencer out of France uh, messaged me and asked if I would send her a pair of boots to put on her blog. And uh, when she posted is when I finally kind of released it and was no longer insecure about it. And it just... I mean, it kind of blew up then, um, not to compare to the blow up now, but they were all uh, very simple design back then. And we've come a long way. We're, we're doing totally different things now, but I remember just seeing sale after sale after sale when, when I finally was willing to like be proud of it, I guess, you know, it takes time. I mean, yeah. you know, especially as women, we kind of sometimes hold ourselves back from, did we really do this? Is this really, you know, taking mm -hmm. off and can I really sustain it? Right. So your, your boots are unique. Do you come up with the designs yourself or uh, where, where does that uh, creativity come from? Um, so yes, every single pair that comes in here still today, um, I cut them personally and I design, I choose the tops with the bottoms or the materials that we're going to use. Um, and then I have multiple people that help from the process after that. Um, but I, I cut them because a lot of them, which we'll get into, but a lot of them come in with sentimental and emotional attachment. Uh, people send me their boots to make. And sometimes it will be like a deceased grandfather or father or grandmother, aunt, you name it, best friend. And so I have this precious thing of theirs that has stories and life all wrapped in, up into it. And um, sometimes they'll write me a letter telling me about their loved one. And it's this really fun way of me connecting to people. Um, but I, because that can't be replaced, and we can't yet, yeah, we literally, if, if we mess that up, we're, we're in big trouble. So I, for 10 years have been the only one that actually cuts the boots. Um, and I, I, I feel like I'll be doing it for the next 10 because I don't know how to give that part of it away. And I really love it. So there's that too, but. Um, but let's go back a, a second. So you mentioned that a lot of them have sentimentality attached mm -hmm. to them. So how did you, did people, because you started off by making, you know, three or four boots, you had your Etsy, and then somebody from Australia and Influenza said, can you make me a pair of boots? Had she sent you something? Did you ask? I mean, how did you, you went from making your own pair because right. they hurt your calves. And I, I think, um, I don't know exactly what percentage of your business um, is, um, actually taking pieces of other people's, you know, boots and, and sentimental um, other pieces of whether it be fabric or, or items and 
incorporating them into a very, very special, unique pair of boots. So how did you even think of that? Um, and was there one person in particular who started you off on that? Um, so back when I was, I call them gen one, when I was still just folding everything down and, and, you know, accessorizing them, that's okay. what I call my gen one design. Uh, even back when I was doing that, I had so many people that would say, I have a pair of boots. Can you do that to mine? And so I can't take credit for, for coming up with that idea. Um, but I would personalize their boots. I would charge them obviously a much lower fee because it was just a service, no product, you know? we knew that they fit. But as soon as I started realizing that I'm selling footwear online and people are a uncomfortable buying footwear online, but then we have a pretty, I mean, it's an average return rate, but it's, it's in the footwear industry, it's always going to be pretty high for returns. And so we were able to figure out, well, we never get a return when it's their own boot, you know, it's, <laughs> that's never going to happen. It doesn't fit. Yeah, they can't say it doesn't fit. Um, so, and they, and we also don't charge them until they approve the design. So there's, it's a hundred percent satisfaction. So we, um, we quickly tried to really uh, hit that vein and, and, and get people to realize that they don't have to spend $500 on my designs, my, my retail on the shelf, ready to go. They can just send it in and we charge $150. Um, and if there's extra materials added, of course, we do like designer bags that we cut up and uh, Pendleton fabric and that that is higher, but they can send in their grandfather's boot, their boot, grandfather's boot tops and their boot bottoms. And that's still $150 for that boot that we make. So it's, it's been, uh, it's about 25% of our business right now, but I wish that it was half because it's, I, I sincerely enjoy it the most. Well, not only that, but you're creating a story for someone. It's yeah. not just a pair of boots. It's a complete story. Yes. Um, in fact, you have a story of, uh, I, I believe there was a young woman who was getting married mm -hmm. and asked you to make up a pair of boots. And it wasn't just from one, right. one person in her life. Right. She, um, she, I'll never forget that one. She sent in her boots with, along with her grandfather's boot tops and her grandmother's belts. And we were able to incorporate all of it. And she wrote me after the wedding and said that she felt like they were with her. They had both passed on. And so she had this super special way to walk with them. And um, when she let me know that it was, I still get emotional. Yeah, it's, it's really beautiful. So you, you actually fulfill something for people who can have stuff sitting around, have uh, uh, memorial uh, pieces of, uh, of, of special items that they really can't do anything except for maybe look at them now and then or try to remember where they are. And you actually put this together and help people really have something true that they could put together with a combination of people, a grandmother or grandfather, um, that's, that's really, that, that's fantastic. That's inspiring because you can help people right. maybe through some hard times, you know, a pair of boots. Someone wouldn't even think of that, but it's like being handed down uh, a special, you know, uh, piece of clothing or something from someone 
um, what do you do with it, especially if it doesn't fit? Right. Um, and it's years and years old. You make that possible. Uh, and you're a woman in business. Um, tell us how that's going. Um, it's been it's been challenging at times, but obviously very rewarding. Um, we have a really, really great team here, um, all women team. And um, we laugh and, you know, we there's a lot of different personalities in here, but we work really well together. We have a great time. Um, it's been, I actually got the 2020 um, Small Business Award last year for Woman on Business of the Year. And that was really incredible because I know personally dozens of women-owned business owners and businesses in the state of Montana that are, in my opinion, you know, that it's who I aspire to be. So for, to, to receive that award was really, really amazing. Well, um, I could probably go into some, some qualities that you have, but what do you think is the special sauce that you put in that, um, at that particular time, not only did you, you get the award, but there had to be some reason, something that you're doing that really stands out from other businesses. I think the main thing would have to be our customer service. Um, we really make our customers feel super important and we listen and we, I mean, it can be argued that I sometimes do things for my customers that I shouldn't do. I mean, I, I make, I literally make tons of exceptions to just make sure that everybody's happy. And cause I don't want somebody to buy something from me and not wear it or get, make use out of it. So we do pretty much anything within reason um, to make our customers happy. And I have, I mean, I, they text me, I have personal, I feel like I know my customers even though many of them I've never met but I, I feel like I know them all and I know that that's reciprocated and they feel like they know my kids and you just build these odd relationships in social media that you never thought would get to that level. Um, it's beyond superficial. It's like, I know these people, but might, might never meet them. Well, I know that one of the things, you know, during this pandemic and we are totally in the midst of it, have you seen any uptick in people reaching out um, during these times and, and connecting through you with what you, you know, what you do on a, you know, uh, on a unique level? Um, I don't know that I've noticed. I feel like it's been a pretty steady, I mean, if you asked anybody on my team in here, they would, they know, like I am in constant conversation with people. Um, so I don't know that I've necessarily noticed anything different during the pandemic, but um, I'm also in rural Montana, you know, 150 people live here. And so it's, it's a much different, like it is very quiet here. And I can't imagine doing what I do and living the life I have if I were anywhere else but here because it lends itself to just this quiet I have to like bring in the noise you know what I mean and 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 invite in conversation and otherwise it's just silent okay yeah. all right yeah. um and then through social media and your business you get to as you said you get to meet a lot of people so you said you know you talked uh, briefly you mentioned family you have four children how have you managed to incorporate raising four children 
and they're not grown out in, in, in college. Um, they range from, what are their ranges? Uh, my oldest is 13 and then my youngest is four. Okay, so you're running, you're running a successful business. You're doing a lot of the on, you know, hands-on work. Um, how are you managing to incorporate that with you know, your family? You're raising four children. So um, my background in, I actually got my degree in elementary education and I was going to be a teacher. And the year that I finished my student teaching and was offered a teaching position, I really struggled, my, my business was new. So I was really struggling. Do I take the nine, nine to th or eight to three job with weekends off, um, summers off with my kids or, and a lot of security, or do I take the artist path and have that freedom? And I, and I thank God every day that I chose the path I chose. Um, but we, I, because I chose that I'm here, I own my time. Um, I can go, my house is just right out the door. So I, you walk out of my shop door and I'm just right across the, there's just a little road and there's my house. And the school is right next door to our property, um, which of course they're not going right now. Uh, but, and then I'm married to a rancher. So he also owns his time. So he's home for dinner every night and together, certainly together, um, we are able to make it all work. It's, it's crazy at times, but it's also, we just really wouldn't have it any other way. So you've picked, not only are you able to do what you're passionate about, you're helping people with, um, with life and memories and, and, and maybe getting through some, some bad times, some happy times, you're raising a family um, and your husband's a rancher. So it, it sounds like um, just a perfect mix but we know there's no perfection. There's right. there's got to be struggles in there and and whatnot. Oh, yeah. and I'm put, not pushing for you to come up with them, yeah. but you make it sound so easy. And yeah. um, you're running a very successful business. How many employees do you have? So we're a team of five. We have wow. yep. all that that much, huh? Yep. And we had, yeah, we're still super small, um, but we did actually um, hire one of our employees full-time during the pandemic, which was not something I anticipated because at first when the pandemic hit back in March, um, we, it was crickets around here. It was our sales dipped really low and we just had to really pivot and figure out what can we do. And then come June, we were ready to hire. And I brought on, um, she's full-time and she does a lot of a lot of the computer stuff that I you know I, I like to I like to make the boots I don't want to do the advertising and the emails and she's super great at that so that changed a lot of the business this year as well well 2020 so um I don't know we've I mean we've made a lot of changes there's been a lot of frustrations and things that you know we could not guess were going to happen and but we just constantly are ready to pivot and, and assess and do what we got to do. But you stay true to what you do. Um, and one of the things that uh, you said was, I think that it's more important to stick to the heart of the business, which is unique, one of a kind, and that's what we will always do. We do not duplicate ever. Okay. So you said you've had a pivot, but you've still stuck to the core business. That's right. Yep. So um, we will never duplicate and we make that it's, it's hard to make promises a lot of times in, 
you know, business and uh, a lot of my mentors will say like, never make, never make a promise or a guarantee that you can't back up. But just because of the, the materials that we use and the way that we can, um, we have a thousand choices every time we get a boot across our desk, right? So we don't, there's no need to duplicate anything. So hang on a second, because a few minutes ago, I asked you if the pandemic had changed anything and you said no. Well, evidently it changed something in a big way and it's doing what you really set out to do. You right. started with your own boots. Right. And now it's even, you know, the pandemic has caused the business to basically turn to what you love the most. Right, right. And again, has helped people um, who would never be able to uh, think about, especially in these times, actually just going up online and, and spending that money and buying a pair of boots. Now they're able to have something special, which could really lighten up a person's life, mm -hmm. uh, especially now. Right. So right. when somebody asks you again, how did it change? You just, you just dug, you got it right <laughs> out of me. <laughs> That's great. What have been some of the biggest challenges for you? Um, I, I, challenges always for me have been finding the right people to work with, okay. um, especially when you live in a town of 150 people, anybody that's employable is employed. And um, we have to pull from, you know, there's little towns 20 miles in every direction. And I've looked there and that it's hard to find somebody and keep them really. That's number one. Um, number two is our supply. Uh, when I started, belts were 50 cents. Um, boots were, you know, I could find a good pair of boots for $60. Now we're at good belts are 18 to $20 each and, uh, boots have doubled. So, um, I've priced myself out of my own market, <laughs> but, um, that's a challenge, but that's also the reason why my prices rise and the whole, you know, the whole wheel. Sure. But, um, um, I mean, time, I, you know, really, even though my house is here and my kids are here and my husband's here and all of that is great. Time is always, always, always an issue. I mean, I, like I said earlier, I'm always talking to my customers and I really don't have an off switch for that. And I should to, to keep healthy and pay, pay more attention to, you know, what's right here. Um, but time, we can never get enough of it. So I don't know. That's about well, it. Though. For you, you're doing something you love. And even though, it, yes, it's very healthy to find time for yourself yeah. because you, you have found time for your family. You've found time for your business. Um, finding time for ourselves is, is big. And you have to just cut out, you know, carve out that time and say, mm -hmm. okay, fine. This is, this is what I'm going to be doing or I'm not going to be doing anything at this specific moment and just do that, you know, get into that routine of giving yourself basically time off, giving right. yourself a break. And that's where as women, we usually don't. Um, we, you know, as, as mothers and, and business women and, and so on, it's, it's not always something that uh, we do. Um, some of us are getting better at it, but it's something that you have to really say to yourself, I'm going to do this for me. Yes. And, and remember when it. you do it for you, you're, you know, everyone else around you benefits from it. That's right. So um, 
who are some of the uh, people that we would know who are out there um, wearing your boots? So um, the number one, what really changed, I mean, when we kind of exploded was the Victoria's Secret models. They wore them for a shoot and a couple of the models purchased boots for their own personal collection. Um, so Taylor Hill, Victoria's Secret model, Katy Perry, um, one of the Backstreet Boys, but I can't think of his name. Um, Nako Bear. So about how many pair of boots do you do you uh, make in a year? We make about 2000 boots a year. That's a, that's a lot. You're doing it yep. all by hand. Yep, all by hand. Um, yep, and and it doesn't go out the door unless it's quality and has been inspected and and we do all the things. It's all made with love, so. Okay, so um, here we go. Um, what, is there anything that you haven't done that you'd like to do? Uh, in life or in the business? In life. Oh, in life. Ooh, um, I definitely wanna travel with my family. Mm -hmm. um, we just have not been able to find the time, um, mostly because I'm married to a rancher and they don't really get to leave. Um, but I definitely want to do some traveling with my family and go somewhere tropical and, and let them experience that because we're, we're just far from that. So it would be a really unique experience. And what kind of advice would you give to a young girl who's looking or, or, or someone who, um, like you were going to be a teacher and you had to make that, that decision? What, what advice would you give to somebody who's coming up against that uh, critical uh, time? Go with your passion or go with something that is safe? Um, definitely go with your passion. Um, when, that, when that decision was in front of me, I called six people that their opinions mattered to me, influential people in my life, my parents and close friends. And four of the six told me to take the teaching job um, just because of the safety net and really that they were looking out for me. I mean, I can appreciate that, but all along it was in my gut that I could get to the point where I'm so busy or I wanna do these events or I wanna go here, I wanna go there and I cannot do that if I'm tied up in a teaching contract. Um, so being a teacher would have been amazing. I still sometimes envision a classroom of my own and how fun it would be, but it was in my gut that I need that this was my passion. And I, I knew that it would be something I did not know it would be this, but, uh, I for sure knew that I should follow whatever that was my intuition that I should be an artist. So, and you are, yeah. and, uh, I think that's wonderful. And, and you're actually using your teaching skills by homeschooling your children right now or remote learning uh, your children. Um, and you've got a variety of different grades there that they're going through. Yeah, and it is, sometimes it is not easy. It really puts you in check when, how many, my test is always, how many times do I have to Google something? So it's, it's like, okay. hang on, I don't know that. I will Google that. <laughs> All right. Well, where can people find out more information about Canty? So Canty Boots, we are cantyboots.com to shop our collection. Um, we have new arrivals every week 
on the website. And then we're on social media at Canty Boots and that's C-A-N-T-Y Boots. That's fantastic. Nikki, it's been so much fun. Um, and yes, you're, you know, uh, people wouldn't think that making boots could make people uh, feel good about certain things. And it does, especially the way you're doing it. So keep up that great work. It's been so much fun. Thank you Thank so you. much for doing this. Thank you so much, Sylvia. I really appreciate it. I'm honored. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for joining me today. If you liked what you heard, please share it with another person you think would be interested. And if you haven't already, please subscribe. Join me next week when I talk to another extraordinary, inspiring woman. Today's podcast is sponsored by Upper Deck, the national full-service virtual gym that has reinvented the at-home workout experience. Upper Deck has more than 30 strength and cardio classes a week. Named Best Fitness Club in the Gold Coast for 2020, Upper Deck brings the gym to you with live coaching and motivation. Upper Deck's unique classes are interactive. They have two coaches, one leading your workout and one keeping her eyes on you, providing feedback and encouragement in real time. For a free week of unlimited virtual classes with no strings attached, email info at upperdeckfitness.com and let Upper Deck know you're a Sylvia and me listener. This has been a Life of Prey production.